0: Ah, good afternoon. Yeah, some of us, we really had a nice uh, crab feast yesterday. So uh, if you see someone like walking sideways like me, that means we had one too many crabs. It was really good, really good. Uh, yeah, we are uh, in the midst of going through uh, Christian doctrine. Sounds very dry, and it is dry. And today, uh, I'm supposed to cover the doctrine of Trinity. Um, so I'm going to read. <laughs> one guy is excited. <laughs> you know, I'm not excited. Hey, James, how are you? Uh, I'm going to read two verses. Um, first Genesis, chapter 126. Right? I mean, both. Scripture so I'm going to be reading this, uh, this afternoon, is, you're quite familiar with that. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the, over the fish, in the sea, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And then, from Matthew chapter 28 16 through 20 Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father of the son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and I surely I am with you always to the very end of the age I think the doctrine of Trinity is the one of the most important doctrine of the Christian faith As a matter of fact it is the central but to our faith, I believe Christianity, the rises or falls on this doctrine, and we don't talk about it more often. So why am I saying this? Right? Why is so important? Uh, because if doctrine of Trinity is not true. Then Jesus is not God, therefore he was created, therefore he's not eternal. Then we have a problem. If Jesus is not God, then we're still waiting for Messiah to deal with our sins. So actually, you, are, you and I here gather here today, and we're wasting our time. So, what comes to your mind when I say the word Trinity? Like a Matrix? I don't know. Oh, you, you got it? <laughs> I did pretty good. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. I watched, I watched it many, many times. I wish I could do that. It means try unity or three-in-oneness. That means God is three persons, yet one God. Our Bible teaches that God lives in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And each person is fully God, but there is one God. So now, I, I confused you enough. The question is, how is God three and one right, at the same time? If there are three persons in one Godhead, are there three gods who work in partnership? And this, these are the old questions that might pop up in your head. Or well, we don't care, right? You never thought about it. Then who do we pray to? Can we pray to Jesus as well as the Father? or to the Holy Spirit? Is Jesus less than Father God in terms of his divine status? If not, why did Jesus say the Father was greater than himself? Indeed, the doctrine of Trinity is confusing to some of us. There's no question about that. As a joke, a man was dying on the street, of dying of heart attack, and a pastor happened to pass by, like me. And he rushed over to this man of dying of heart attack, and asked, "Are you baptized?" Right. The dying man slightly nodded his head. Right. I mean, he's dying of heart attack right now. Right. But he, the pastor, asked again, "But are you baptized?" in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And he was saying, man, I'm dying. You're asking me that question, and you are confusing me. Yes. If you uh, try to look for the word Trinity in the Bible, uh, you're not going to find it. It's not there. But we shouldn't be discouraged at not finding that word Trinity in the Bible because the Trinity is not an explicit teaching of the Bible. Rather, the implicit throughout the Bible from Genesis all the way down to Revelations. Because our scripture it sums up the Trinity in three statements which i listed now you can go to your outline so what is trinity the first god is three persons second that each person is fully god and a the third there is one god so first of all god is three persons the fact that god is three persons uh, means that father is not the son son is not the holy spirit and that god is not the holy spirit John chapter 1, 1 and 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word with with God. And the Word was God, and He, referring to Jesus Christ, was in the beginning with God. So in the beginning, Jesus with God, that really clearly shows distinction, the existence of Jesus from God the Father. Moreover, the Father is not the Holy Spirit, but they're distinct persons. It means that the Son is not the Holy Spirit either. In John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Romans eight twenty seven. The Holy Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So even these two verses indicate a distinction between the Holy Spirit and the God the Father. I know some of you might ask, you know, you might think the Holy Spirit is not a distinct person, but rather something like a force or a power that at work at the dictation of our God the Father, but throughout the New Testament, the evidence is so clear that the Holy Spirit is God. That's why the scripture that I read to you from Matthew's, and when Jesus gave us great commissions, you just go like a disciple disciples of all the nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. And the 2nd Corinthians chapter 14, 23, or 13. You know the benediction that we always give? In In the grace of our Lord Jesus and the love of our Father and the work and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. So we have three persons the god is three persons the second that each person is fully god At first the god the father is clearly god I, I think there's no argument on that right i don't think anyone anyone's going to question that god the father is not god it's clear i think even muslims going to agree to it if they can agree to it i think we we all can agree right in our Father God is clearly viewed as the sovereign Lord of all creation. Then next about the, our God, the Son. He's also a fully God. John chapter 1, 1-4. One I think I read it to you again, but I'm going to read it again. The clear affirms the full deity of Christ. is that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. and He was with God in the beginning. Through Him... All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. We talk about Jesus Christ. So he's a fully God. Hebrews chapter 1, 3 says, that Jesus is the exact representation of nature being of God. And this is what he says. The sun is a radiance of God's glory and exact representation of his being sustaining all things By his powerful word, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So God the Son is fully God as well. Now next, Holy Spirit. And he's also fully God as well. That Matthew 2018, 2019, baptized in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, that affirms the Holy Spirit is classified at an equal level as God the Son and God the Father. In Acts 5 3 4, you know, you, you, you probably remember about the story of Ananias who lied about the property he sold, right? So, Peter, this is what Peter said Ananias, how is that? That Satan has filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit. And have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And and after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. According to Peter's word, the Ananias lie to Holy Spirit is lying to Father God Himself. So he's fully God. And the last statement. But there's only one God. God is three persons, and his person is fully God, but yet there's one God. I mean, throughout the scriptures... You'll find again and again and again, there's only one end only one God out there. Because the three Godheads, the God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, they're in complete agreement in what they think, what they plan, what they do. Indeed they're in one in- in- essence, they are essentially to share the same nature of being God. So now, everything been said and then explained. Uh, so now the question is, how am I going to be able to understand this? How can we put these three statements, the truth, the scripture is giving us, together to explain the word a Trinity? A tr- a trinity. I think people have used the uh, several analogies uh, to really explain this. Uh, Is a trinity? No, not really, right? It's duplication. That's not trinity. Same person. Someone used the knowledge that okay, ex- for, for, if you use me as an example. I'm a pastor to you because I'm speaking today, and to my wife, I'm a husband. To my children, I'm the father. So is that true? But that's not right? I'm just one person playing three different roles. So that's not either. A scientist that came in with this idea, H2O: water, steams and ice. But H2O cannot be three forms at the same time either, so that's not true. So bottom line is there's no adequate the human anal- analogy that we can use to explain a Trinity. If you try to do that, you're going to go crazy. But one thing that is certain is that God exists as a trinity. See, when the universe was created by God, the Father God spoke the powerful creative words that brought the creation into being. And God the Son was the divine agent who carried out those words. And the God, the Holy Spirit, was active, moving over the earth, the face of the earth. That's what the Holy Spirit was doing. So, the three persons of Trinity, they're fully God, fully divine, and they eternally exist as a Trinity. So I'm going to talk about then what does each person do. You see in your outline, that three persons in Trinity performs those three functions, those roles. You know, our God the Father, he, he's the one who planned the creation and the redemption and sent his God the Son to the world. And God, the, God, the God's Son, Jesus, that obeyed God, he listened to his request, obeyed him, and carried out the, 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 the redemption for the mankind. And the Holy Spirit was sent by the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ, to enable us to live the redemptive lifestyle on this earth and also to witness. So standard formula goes in this order, right? The F- God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the order that we, which is always set. Uh, but you know the, the, the way they work actually works opposite. And first we're touched by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit leads us to leads us to Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the one who restores us our relationships with God so that our relationship will be restored. So bottom line is you just can't just worship God, ignore God the Son. You can't just worship Jesus and ignore Holy Spirit. You just can't worship just Holy Spirit and ignore God the Father. You need all three. But yet there are one God. So all three are essential uh, to the Godhead. So this this part that I'm going to go into is really what I want to talk about today enough theology, right? Enough. So where these understanding of Trinity leads us to? See, the one thing is the uneven emphasis of, on any of these Godhead may lead us to confusion. You know, first thing is I uh, listed there is the uh, the Holy Spirit error. Especially nowadays in modern uh, spiritual movement, we put too much emphasis on the movement of the Holy Spirit. Right? It's important, no question about that. But at the same time, to the point where neglecting the God the Father, the God the Son, it's all about Holy Spirit. They only focus on the Holy Spirit. If there's no manifesti- manifestation of the Spirit, then you're not interested in there. You don't want to do anything. See, too much or exclusive emphasis on the Holy Spirit alone is very dangerous. because he creates a lopsided form of Christianity. If, if you really study the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the quiet member of the Trinity. right? The Holy Spirit always diverts attention from away from him and unto God the Father and God the Son. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Never try to bring focus on himself that's who the Holy Spirit is. So if you just focus on the Holy Spirit and neglect the God the Father and God the Son, you have a tendency to lack in the Word of God and godly character and lifestyle of a believer how you should live your life. It's all about emotion, man. I just want to touch about the Spirit. Get slain. I was slain. I, I, I went through, I have all that experience. I was healed as well. I'm all for it. But don't neglect the God the Father, God the Son as well. Now, another error, another problem is when the focus on Jesus only. And basically the God the Father and God the Holy Spirit is ignored. It's like me and Jesus. Right? Jesus loves me. Have you heard have you heard that Jesus loves me? It's very self centered Christianity we're talking about. It's all about me. But when Jesus came, it was all about us. Something is not right here. It doesn't click together. See, when people came to Jesus, right? Again, like the Holy Spirit. He pointed people away from himself to the God the Father. Now you get it? Living Christian life is not about you. It's not about you. Me, 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 right? My children, my family, my wife. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. It's all about others. No wonder we have so much problem within the church. Because we're going against the grain. The teaching of our Jesus Christ. How he lived his life. To demonstrate how to live your life. John twelve forty nine. 49. Says, this is what Jesus said. For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanding me to what to say and how to say it. You know, Jesus, it wasn't about himself. It's all about God the Father. Of course, there's one more problem, right? Now we talked about Holy Spirit error and me and Jesus error now um, we have God the Father error. And this problem is often found in a traditional church quite a bit because they, their faith solely focuses on God the Father. And God just becomes so impersonal. He's way up there. They're ready to punish you every time when you make a mistakes. There's no forgiveness. The judgment all the way from A to Z. And there's no power. There's no vibrancy. There's no excitement. There's no emotions. It's just old and fearful. So if you visit a church... And all the people that are sitting in the seat are 70 year old or older, that means that's what it is. Well, I'm not against any old people, right? I'm almost 60 this year, so that's not the point I'm trying to make. That's a traditional church we're talking about. Yeah, we may not be able to understand fully what the Trinity is. But the way we understand about Trinity actually we're going to determine the kind of Christian that you're going to be. See, without the Trinity, we end up worshipping the one-dimensional God Just God the Father, just the Holy Spirit, just me and Jesus. It's an idol. You're worshiping idol if you do that, right? Now you know why. The God is Trinity, right? So that we can truly believe in true living God and there will be no mistakes. I'm going too fast. I'm only prepared like 30-minute message, right? So we're going to earn it and really early today. It's God's blessing to you. Amen. No one say amen. <laughs> so I want to talk about actual applications. So that question is, I'm, what does it really matter to me? Right? What re- relevance does knowing the Trinity have for my life uh, today I think he's th- he's showing us the three things right three things it's all about unity diversity and relationships right? it's not about what you can do for God right How hard you can serve, how much you can pray, how much you can be able to give. It's not about how much you can be able to experience the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. If you do that, you're short-sighted. It's much bigger than that, right? See, through Trinity, God is really revealing His relationship amongst themselves. Even though they are unique, they are different, the, the distinct persons, which is diversity, but they're just unified completely. And their relationship is just amazing. right? So when God says, let us make humans in our images, that's what he wanted to reflect it upon humanity. That's what the church is all about. Growing churches—that's all we talk about when you go to conference, right? How to grow your church, how to grow your faith, and how to experience manifesting the Holy Spirit. It's good. I'm not saying we don't need it, but all those are for what—to become like our God. We're all different, okay? I'm different. Every one of us is different. But each one of you is God's creation. You are the original design by God, a masterpiece. That's the diversity. That's how God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit see one another. But they're in perfect agreement. The perfect unity. Unity. You know, every time when you look at someone amongst yourselves, oh, he's like, well, she's fat, ugly, what? I'm sorry, I was born fat, right? But in God's eyes, I'm a perfect creation. See, God wants to see one another through the lens of doctrine of Trinity. So honor one another, respect one another of their uniqueness, the way that God created each one of you. Just be yourself. Don't be influenced by what people say to you. In God's eyes, you are the masterpiece. You are the God's original design. And no one can take that away from you. Amen to it? Amen. Praise the Lord. And we need to get along in unity. That's how God operates. He wants that relationship to be reflected in our relationship in the church. You know, I have three children, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when they do well, you know, I mean, like, job, whatever they may be, excellent grade, it's all and good. But when they are in disagreement, when they fight, that's the part that I hate the most. That's the Father's heart, you know. When when He looks down from heaven and sees us arguing, criticizing, judging, you're breaking God's heart. That's our Trinity, our God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's how they live together in unity even though they're completely different, but yet one God. That's why you need to understand the doctrine of a trinity. It's not to confuse you, but he wants to reflect his image in our lives, in our church, in your family. So let's pray. Hey, it's a record time. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for just a wonderful insight, really knowing who you are. It's all about relationships, Lord. It's all about unity, even though we may be different. That's how you operate in your relationships. That is a challenge to all of us, Lord God. We're just quick to judge. We're so quick to point fingers, and we're so quick to look down on others, Lord God, but rather than pointing this, the focus away from us and onto them, Lord. That's what you do to achieve us, Lord God. You are never a focus. He always turned that focus away from you onto God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit as well. Even though He was powerful, yet, oh God, He never kept the focus on Himself. Yet, He pointed back to the God the Father, God the Son. Our God the Father did the same thing. That's who God is. So we want to spend some time, Lord God, reflecting upon our, our relationships as a believer in Jesus Christ what kind of relationships are are we living in terms of our family our church members would you touch us so that God the Father God the Holy Spirit God the Son together would continue to work in our lives to become like you So we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand.
1: Above our name, you're the name above our name. You are worthy of.
0: with God the Father? The next question. How's your relationship with the God the Son, Jesus Christ? Last but not least, how is your relationship with the God the Father? Are you lacking relationship with God the Father? You know what? God is in complete control of your life. always going to be with you nothing going to happen unless he allows it and God knows what he's doing he has a perfect blueprint for your life and he's going to bring good things and bad things in your life to work it out for his own glory Are you have a hard time forgiving yourself I have a hard time forgiving others took care of that build your relationship with Jesus there's no sin that cannot be forgiven because Jesus died for you and others how about your relationship with the Holy Spirit if you haven't experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit I want you to experience it Because the Holy Spirit is gonna work within you to enable you to live the Christian life with the power and clear focus. So after my benediction, we're gonna have time of ministry time. And if you need prayer, come on out. If you kind of feel that you lack in with Father God, or f- the God, the the, the, uh, the God the Son, or the God the Holy Spirit, we're going to specifically, specifically, going to pray for you. All right. So let's pray. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, whose grace covers all our transgressions and removes our sins. East is far from the West, and love of our Father that is greater than heaven and deeper than ocean, and the work, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, which remind you, reminding you, you are the most precious sons, sons and daughters of our God. with you all. Amen.